The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a man who uh, lived in an apartment building. And every day, the bottom floor, when he bought this brand new apartment, he thought that the bottom floor was going to be rented out to a family. And Rabotai, things didn't go the way he hoped. And the bottom floor, instead of being rented out to another family in this new building, it was rented out to a man who had a furniture store. A lovely guy. Anyway, this guy with the furniture store, he starts, you know, getting a lot of customers. He starts getting very popular. And eventually, he uses up all the space inside the ground floor apartment area for his items. And he starts to expand, as you know they do in Israel. He starts putting out couches outside in front on the sidewalk in front of the apartment building. Every day, his workers bring this stuff in. And every day, they set it out. And this guy had that. He's coming home from shul every morning. He needs to make a, you know, weave his way between a rocking chair, you know, a love seat, and, you know, the queen, queen mattress. He's walking like this, like this, between every day he's getting more and more and more angry. Until eventually he says to the man, he says, what are you doing? You're putting this stuff out here. What kind of thing is this? And the guy and the says, listen, look, you know, it's, it's public property over here. No one's stopping me. It's Rishut Arabim. You know, if the police come, can come give me a ticket, they give me a ticket. But, you know, I'm not hurting anybody. And it helps my partner, you know, big smile on his face. Nice guy. Guy goes upstairs and he's grumbling and he's mumbling. And he says to his wife, I can't take it anymore. Every day I see this guy, Bechol Yom, like it says by Haman. And I see Mordechai, Bishar Amelech, He doesn't listen to me. I keep telling him to move the furniture. It's always here. This is not what I paid for. When I bought an apartment, they didn't tell me I'll be living in a retail park. This is ridiculous. I'm going to stop him. I'm going to take him to court. His wife tries to calm him down. The guy says, Hadjit, forget it. Tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to go file a complaint. Anyway, his wife, she can't, she sees, she knows her husband already. Once he gets hot under the collar, once he feels someone got the better of him, like they say in, uh, in French, Hadjit. The next morning, he goes to pray, and he comes back from Tifila. And as he comes back once more from Tifila with the Tifilin under the arm, and the, the man is smiling at him, the, like every day, the merchant, the guy, the furniture salesman, he's smiling at him. It irritates him to no end, and he thinks to himself, Baruch Hashem, last time I'm going to have to see this. And as he walks past him, the man says, I guess it's not that bad, is it? And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, leave him alone. Goes inside the elevator. He can't wait to go take the guy to court now. He gets upstairs. Everyone, as he opens the door, he sees the whole apartment building is in crowded in his apartment. His cousins came, his, his mother came from down the block. She's sitting there, half of the people are crying, half of the people are laughing. Had I don't know if it's Echa or Megillat Esther. He doesn't understand what's happening. Finally, he finds his wife and he sees his wife, his, her eyes are red, red circles. She come, he walks in, she comes, she gives him a big hug. He says, what's going on here? What's happening? She says, right after you left to to Tefillah, she says, our youngest, our baby, the two-year-old, managed to climb up on the counter in the kitchen. He managed to open the window that wasn't locked. He snuck out on the window, and he was skinny enough that the bars that we had on the window, like they have the Soragim, weren't spaced closely enough. He squeezed through the Soragim, and he fell out the window. She says, I came into the kitchen just as I saw him fall. I ran, I lunged. I tried to grab him, I couldn't. I started screaming, screaming until I realized I better run downstairs to call out Salah. 
She says, I ran downstairs, half even dressed. I got downstairs with my nightgown on, with my hair in a tickle and a snoot. And then I saw my son is sitting there, jumping on the bed that he had fallen on. Had that all of a sudden realizes what the comment from the man was. I guess it's not so bad, huh? Borei Olam had put this out there. Could you imagine he have fought? Could you imagine that God's plan, which was there waiting to save this disaster, the guy would have gone all ballistic and made sure to get rid of it. What would have happened? How many people suffer, not from their situation, but from the lack of their ability to accept their situation and to make the best of the place that they are in? Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.